So, Phil, we're going to go ahead and start uh, John chapter 2. We'll start in verse 13, and um, we're just going to go ahead. I'm going to just read through the end of that chapter, and then we'll discuss it, and we'll see where God takes us from there. Sounds good to me. Awesome. Verse 13, when it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple courts, he found men selling cattle and sheep and doves and others sitting at tables exchanging money. So he made a whip out of cords and drove, the, and drove from the temple area both the sheep and the cattle. He scattered the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. To those who sold doves, he said, get these out of here. How dare you turn my father's house into a marketplace? The disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house will consume me. Then the Jews demanded of him, what miraculous sign can you show us to prove your authority to do all of this? Jesus answered them, destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. <laughs> Powerful stuff, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> Verse 20, the Jews replied, it has taken 46 years to build this temple and you are going to raise it in three days. But the temple that he had spoken of was his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples recalled what he had said. Then they believed the scripture and the words that Jesus had spoken. Now, while he was in Jerusalem at the Passover feast, many people saw the miraculous signs that he was doing and believed in his name. But Jesus would not entrust himself to them, for he knew all men. He did not need man's testimony about man. For he knew that he knew what was in a man. Yeah, I know. And right after Easter Sunday. Yeah. I know. It's, I it's know. really it's really neat. Great to, it is, isn't it? Because, you know, it's so often too. you know, just we usually <laughs> in the past, all of these stories and, and these truths and all are talked about up to the point mm -hmm. of Easter. Right. And then after Easter, we kind of move on sure to different subjects and, and different topics that that we're focusing on or or that we're we're led into um but th this year has not been normal no not at all <laughs> not at all <laughs> um so it, it's really neat to have gone through um the holy week and then here we are again back in it yeah to to read through it and right. to study it right so it's right. kind of it's it's really a neat time it really is um, this Easter was different, obviously, for, for obvious reasons, but at the same time, there was a real sense in the heart of the church, Big C, not just, not just our church and our people here, right. but the church all over the world that is such a focus of who God is and what he is doing um, and what he has done for us. I have the cross with us, um, but just what Jesus did, but there was such a focus on that this year that was very different than yeah. years past. Would you agree? I definitely agree. Nope. Can you hear me okay? Okay, yeah. there it is. Uh, yes, I definitely agree with you. It, it um, Different in so many ways, but different in so many wonderful ways. Yeah, amen. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, so if, if you don't mind, I'd like to make a comment here about verse 13. Yeah. The Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. The Passover of the Jews, I, it's interesting how John writes that, that because they had changed it so much mm -hmm. from what it was. Yeah. Jesus knew the Passover was going to be the day he died, and yet the Jews had turned it into something for them. Yeah. And it was a lot of pride built up inside what they had created, what God had established with Moses to be a signpost of what is to come. And they had turned it mm. into something else. I just, I love the way John emphasizes that it was the Passover of the Jews. Right. Because really it's for all of us, it's his sacrifice was for all of us, right. not just the Jews. Mm. So That's I just good. wanted to bring that up. Yeah, it, it's, it is, um, as far as um, through this passage and um, the temple and um, that has turned into a marketplace and yeah. the frustration there, 
Um, I've heard a lot of people talk about um, Jesus was angry here, and that was sinful. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I read this passage, and I'm reminded of the scripture, you know, be angry and sin not. Yes. You know, the righteous Paul. indignation. Yes. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, with this, it's one of those things to understand that even through this time that, that we're in today, the reality of the reverence that we are to carry for God himself mm. and what he is doing. Um, I, I'm reminded often about Jesus. He's, he's <laughs> 12 years old and he's at the temple and, yeah. and Mary and Joseph leave, right? Yeah. So they can't find him, so they come back to find him. And um, they're like, Jesus, what have you been doing? And he's like, I've been about my father's, my father's business. Right, yeah. been about my father's business. And, and it's like that's so much of what I see taking place today is that with with the things that are that we're dealing with, even you know the quarantines and, and those type of things too, right. that we are still to be about our father's business, and that there's a reverence um, in doing those things for who he is, and for us to to really be focused on displaying him in what we're doing. This isn't about us. This isn't about making a name for ourselves. This isn't for us to make money type things with what they were looking for here with the sacrifices. But it's really honestly about us being reverent about who the Lord is and being about his business and his work in such a time as this. Um, yeah. People are being drawn. They're just, they're being drawn to the Lord. Um, some people are, will say, because I don't think they really know what else to say, but they're like, man, I just really feel like I need to be in church. Yeah. It's not about the church. What they're being drawn to is the truth of who is the church and who is the, mm. the bridegroom. And that's, that's what they're being drawn into is they're being drawn into God himself. But the only way that they can communicate that is and it's because the only thing that they know is that if I go to church, then I know that God is there. Wow, that is really good. I, you know, the way, it's kind of add what, to what you're saying, it's almost like, People are getting a, a new realization of who God is in their lives. He's not just somebody far off, but he's very near. Yeah. He, they're, they're starting to understand in a new way his power, his presence. You know, let, let's take a modern-day example. We first heard about this coronavirus in November, December of last year. Right. Okay. I'm sure most people were like me, just, okay, it's something that's affecting people in China. But then March comes along, and all of a sudden, it's real, and it affects us, and we get a new perspective on it. It's kind of like, the way, it's kind of the way I see things changing with God is, yeah, God's there, we know he's there, we love him, we go to church, but now it's like, God's right here near, and it gives us a new perspective on who he is mm. because of what's going on. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. It's, it's great. It, you know, the, it's, I've talked to a few people, and, and, and I understand that it's, it's tough. You know, there's, um, change is not always easy. Um, but we're, that's where we're at. We, it, we are dealing with change. At the same time, it's, um, there, we have to step into believing that all things work together for good. We really do, and and with that um, is an anticipation that that should rise in our hearts that there is something good that is going to come out of this. Oh yes, definitely. So we we really it is. It's just really just to be faithful with this and to understand that um, that where we are and and what we're walking through um, is really going to allow us to enter into something good. It, it really is. Amen. It is. It's exciting. Um, one of the things, too, about this passage um, is uh, when um, his disciples were watching. And, okay. you know, so Jesus is, he's in the market, or he's in, in the temple, and he, he's, he's turning over some tables, and, and he's um, making quite the scene, and he's like, don't turn my father's house into a market. 
and, and the disciples remembered um, what was written. Zeal for your house will consume me. Mm. Yes. And it's kind of like here we are. We're talking about a few situations here in life, and then we're saying, oh, yeah, well, you remember that scripture that says X, Y, Z. Exactly, yeah. And, and it's the same thing here. The disciples remembered that there was things written in the Bible about Christ mm. and that he would have zeal for his father's house. And there again, it's not the building. Right. It's not right. the building. It's not the building. Right. I'm not going to I'm not going to yell at people about the building, but it's his house and what it represents and what it means and that what it means will consume Christ. That's what that's what was written. Right. right. And it's like his focus and his purpose and it's it in and, and that's what we need to be stepping into as far as Christians are concerned is that here is this time that we're in where people are searching and they're wanting to know God more. And we need to allow the the Holy Spirit that lives in us and the scriptures to consume us. Yes. Consume Amen. us. And, and that puts us on a whole different track than what we're used to. Right. Prior. It becomes more real. It does. It really does. Yes. It does. It becomes more real without question. <clears throat> so um, this... Uh, I, I like this, I don't want to say like, I see a lot in this question that the Jews, mm-hmm. you want to go from there? You know what I'm going to say, don't you? <laughs> with, with his authority, whose right. authority? Um, let's see. I just lost they, it. Okay, Where verse 18. Verse 18? Yes. Oh, there it is. Okay. Um, so then the Jews demanded of him, after Jesus has flipped the tables, the Jews demanded of him, what miraculous sign can you show us to prove your authority to do this? Yeah. In today's terms, it would be like, so who do you think you are? <laughs> right? Exactly. Who do you think you are? So prove to us. With a miracle. Yes. Yeah, with a miracle. Yeah. Signs and wonders. It's signs and wonders, yeah. Right, but yeah, prove to us with a miracle who you are. Prove to us that you have a right to come in and change the way we do things. Is that a fair wow. statement? Yes, absolutely. Because, again, it's their Passover time. It's right. coming near. Right. And, and not only that, he's changing the way they do things in the temple. The Jews, the chief priests and, and so on, the Pharisees, had allowed all this to go on in God's house. Right. So who are you coming in and telling us we can't do this? And if you have this authority that you say you have, show it to us. Mm. Prove it. Yeah. Prove to me that you need to, you're, you should be in this position you're in. It's, Pro- it's very shallow. It, it, it really is. It really is. I look at, and there I know we're referencing the days that we live in today. Um, a lot this evening, but uh, are we not changing the way we're doing church? Oh, absolutely. So in in that in in that change, I I think I believe that God is has been very very gracious, and 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 I see a, like a mother duckling, a mother with her ducklings, okay, and just kind of. Yeah, ushering them along. Yeah, sure. Gently, yeah, yeah. gently. So it it's almost it it's like there are our our church our church the church not just our, not our church but the church is being ushered out into the streets to go be the church instead of caught up in the four walls and. And it's it's neat yes. to to watch here in Bel Air because we're 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 watching churches just come together and and serve people and feed people and take care of people and love on people and give the message of hope and who Christ is, which is which is really amazing. It's really neat to watch. I love it. Um, but if you look across the world, this ushering out of the norm from change into go and be the church. Absolutely. You know, you made a comment, I think it was this past Sunday, um, and, and this goes for anybody who's watching, but 
you know, you had made a comment that within our church here, our local church, that people are reaching out and checking on others and, yeah. and making contact, whereas before, it almost seemed like, well, that's the pastor's job, mm -hmm. you know? But now people, because we're not here every Sunday and we're not seeing everyone, you know, and, and, and to add to that, I noticed that a lot of people are asking for prayers for certain people. Um, right. In something, something you posted today on Facebook, someone said, pray for Ruth. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's those sort of things that are really changing and kind of go along yeah. with what you say. The real people really are being and doing what God has called them to be and do. Yeah, they really are. It's a, it is amazing to watch. And, and we're seeing it and we're doing it. Yeah. And it, it really is amazing. Which is encouraging to, it's encouraging because, you know, we're not going to end up here where, right. where Jesus is going to come tearing into our churches and he's going to no, turn no. the tables over and tell us to, you know, get to change, to change things. Right. But we're, we're, as, as the church is concerned, we're listening to, to what God wants done and and, and we're doing it. So we're stepping into that with faith and belief and trust. Um, and we're watching and, and hearing about people's lives changing. Yeah. There, there are testimony after testimony after testimony of people who, whose lives will never be the same. Right. Because right. of this. And, and it's just, it's wonderful to watch. So I just, I hope that we just take it as a church, just take that as a point of encouragement that we're stepping out and we're doing what God's calling us to do. And, and I think it's just, it's just wonderful. Just wonderful. And in many ways, we're like the disciples who, when they saw this all happening and this change that Jesus was instituting, they were starting to get it. Yeah. And we're starting to get it. And it's good. Yes. So we can relate to them now yeah. on a new level. That is. That's great. And it's not going to take 46 years. No. To do it. No. Like it took 46 no. years to build no. the temple. No, that's right. Verse 20. That's right. <laughs> but he was speaking of the temple of his body. Yeah. Wow. I mean, let that one sink in for a moment. Mm. We, we, we know that Jesus died on the cross for us. We know his sacrifice. But to call his temple or his body a temple because it's, it's all about faith at that point. I mean, yeah. in a physical sense, you know, is a, a body is a body. But he's speaking of his sacrifice and our faith in that is where we will worship in him. Hmm. And that's important. You know, we connected to him. Yeah. Connected. Yeah. In spirit. That's good. And then if you go into verse 22, then when he was raised from the dead, see John writing this after the death of Jesus is kind of foreshadowing a little bit. So when he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he said this and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had spoken that he, his body is the temple that would be raised up in three days. And that's what we just experienced with Easter was the remembrance of his body being raised up on the third day and they believed and they then were in him connected Yeah, in him. Yeah, like that's we right. Are now. That's um, it, that real, and that speaks a little bit to what um, what I had a chance to share on Sunday, this yes. past Sunday. Yes. Because you know, it, out of and I had a chance. The passage was out of John chapter twenty, then it talks about how how John he got to the, the to the tomb and he stopped, but then he walked in, he saw and he believed. Um, but it follows up with that in um, John chapter 20, verse 9. It says that they, talking about the disciples, still did not understand from the scripture that Jesus had to raise from the dead. Yeah. But here, John, there again, you know, as you said, you know, this being written after Christ's, um, after his death, and John writing this, um, sta states here that then they believed the scripture. So here, at the moment when John is recalling that situation yeah. and that circumstance, yeah. he's writing about how he saw and believed but didn't understand the Scripture. But after they did understand the Scripture and they did believe the Scriptures, and so it's, it's there again, it's, it goes back to how, how important this is for us. Oh, absolutely. It, and it, because it, it confirms 
things that, that we hear from the Lord. It gives us a foundation of truth and authority to which to live from. Um, it gives us the promises that we need um, to live in day to day, but even in trying times like this. But um, it, as things are revealed and take place in the, in the world and in the earth, um, we can go back to this and we can trust it and for understand. what it is. And understand it. That's because right. There's, a, there's one thing, it's one thing to know. Like I said earlier, we know that Jesus died on the cross for us. Mm -hmm. But to understand that and let it take root in us and know what that really means, that's different. It is. That's where faith is solidified. That is so true. You know, so that, true. It, that's why I, I really like that you pointed that out because, you, you know, he said he, at the time they didn't understand. Right. They knew, but they didn't understand. Right. And once they came to understand, that's when their faith was solidified. Mm. That's awesome. That is awesome. Are we ready to move to chapter three? I think we are. All right. Do you want to start reading? Sure. Okay. How far should I go? Um, how about through verse 8? Yes, I was getting ready to say that's okay. perfect. All right, great. I'll be reading from the NASB version. Now, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you have come from God as a teacher, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? He cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born, can he? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from and where it is going. So is everyone who is born of the spirit. John 3, 8 is my favorite verse. I know it is. That's why I wanted to stop there. <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> yes. my, my favorite, favorite verse. Um, wow. And I love this, and I do, I just love this passage um, because it's, I can, I can remember being Nicodemus yeah. and um, in, in growing up in the church, um, getting an undergraduate at, at a Christian university, undergraduate degree at a Christian university, um, getting a, a master's degree, and mm -hmm. thinking that you know it. Yeah, yeah. And then you get train wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> but it really, it, it is. And so, and I've, I, I can really relate. I can really relate to, to Nicodemus here um, and, and his questions. Um, but at the same time, um, one of the things that I think it's important for us to remember is that Nicodemus was asking these questions because his heart was tender. Yeah. And the humility in being willing to ask those questions, even being in a, a person of position or knowledge, um, then that is the recipe through which um, Jesus really just stepped in to talk with him. And to meet him where he was and to answer his heart. Yeah. I, I really do. I love this story. Yes. And as a person who did not grow up in the church, mm. but came to an understanding when I was in my 20s, okay. I believed, I knew about God, began to understand him mm. better in my 20s. So I didn't have that background, but at the same time, I, like Nicodemus, was very hungry for the truth, and I kept seeking God out. Awesome. Okay, you say this, but what's that mean? And I, I read this, but I don't understand. So I kept going to him and relied on God to continue to feed me, as, he as Jesus is doing with Nicodemus here. Mm. And, and, and I appreciate the question, how can a man enter into his mother's <laughs> womb again? Yeah. It's, it's very physical thinking. 
It's very worldly thinking. It's, it's, it makes sense. But Jesus had something different in mind. Wow. Yes. Something of the spirit. And I remember taking so many questions to God, like, but why and how? And God was just telling me and showing me it's spiritual. He was teaching me mm. the spiritual. I knew the physical. He was teaching me the spiritual. So I also want to use that as a, a way to say to any of you who may be watching, like, well, I don't know what this all means. I didn't either. But you can. Just continue to seek God out. He'll give it to you. Yeah. Yeah, he will. So, verse 3. Do you mind if I jump into something? Oh, absolutely. Verse 3. So, Jesus, re Jesus replied, and he declared, I tell you the truth, that no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. So, see the kingdom of God. Wow. See with what kind of eyes? That's exactly the point. Yeah. And it's just like you were talking about, you know, um, because <coughs> those last two words of that verse is what Nicodemus caught was born again. Well, automatically yeah. he's thinking physical. Yeah. And you can tell by his question, so how can a man be born when he is old? But Jesus was already talking to him spiritually. Yeah. So... I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. So it was almost, it's that draw, further draw in that Jesus is reaching out to, to hook Nicodemus to bring him further in and bring him closer and to say that no one can see the kingdom of God unless he's born again. So Nicodemus' response is a physical question, mm -hmm. but the reason he's asking a physical question is because he took the hook. Mm. Because he wanted to know, what does it mean to see the kingdom of God? Yeah. What is that? So then how can I be born again? How do I get to that point of seeing the kingdom of God? Wow. That's good. It is. That's really deep. It really, it's, it's really good because it's, it's part of the ways that we can even look at our own lives and see how God, through the Holy Spirit, grabs us and draws us in. Because there's things that we catch that that we want more of. We'll want to know more. And sometimes it's even in, in difficult situations. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be the coronavirus, but it can be just something Anything. personal. It can be something within your own life that you get to a point of like, so show me more. Tell yes. me more about this. Um, I, want to, I want to go deeper into that. And so God oftentimes uses our current situations or Sometimes they are difficult situations to draw us in closer. Wow. And we, we need to be careful when we seek that to let God reveal it. Because I, I, all too often I've seen people say, I, I want to know it. I, I know it's out there. I want to find it. And then they go looking for it. Instead of letting God show them, they get ahead of God and they go out and, oh, no, I'm, I'm not fine. What am I doing wrong? I'm not seeing it. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I do. And, and it gets frustrating because we're still looking with these eyes yeah. and not the spiritual eyes. Right. And, and there's, there's a balance there because, you know, the Bible does tell us in that, you know, and Jesus says, seek me and you will find me. Knock and the door shall be open. You know, those type sure. of things. So there's, there's a sense of, of God um, encouraging us to pursue him. But it's pursuing him and not things. Yes. <laughs> Big exactly. difference. Exactly. But it's, it's not about, okay, well, I've been to church every Sunday this month. Exactly what I'm saying. Exactly. Uh, yes. And so it's, it's like, okay, well, you know, I, I prayed every morning, you know, and, and I have started giving my tithe. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like to, just to, to grab that whole concept and just, <laughs> just to say, God is not a vending machine. Yeah. It, He's not, and it's like, I, okay, well, I'm going to do this, do this, do this, I'll take one of these. And it's, it's right. the, one of those things that, that God is not interested in that. He's interested in the relationship, but he's interested in, in leading us where he wants us to go, and we yeah. follow him in Absolutely. that. And, and keeping him in his rightful place. He That's is, a good point. 
our God, but he, he's also he can be a friend, but he's not, I, I'm going to use that example again, he's not far off. He's right here. Mm. He's right here in our hearts, and he's so close that we don't have to chase him until we find him. We just have to look inward, and there he is. Yeah. That's good. And thus the kingdom of God. Yes. Right? Right. So it's, it, you know, it, that in itself answers it. It's that relationship with him um, that exposes the truth and the reality of that kingdom. Let me ask you a question. Okay. No one will see the kingdom of God unless you're born again. When do we see it? Do when we see it in this life? Or the next, or both. Oh, I believe it's both. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of. I, I didn't mean to put you on a spot. Oh no, there. no, no, no. I believe it's both. I think yeah. it's that seeing is um, we we can see the kingdom of God when we are born again. Yeah. So that's when what I'm saying. yes. So when that when the Holy Spirit as as the deposit of God's Spirit comes into our life and and lives within us, then the scales are removed. And we're able to see. And quite honestly, we begin to see things differently. People don't look the same. Or, and and I, I, use the, I use see, but quite honestly, it's, it engulfs all of our senses. Mm, yeah. It engulfs all of our mm. senses. So it's like we don't hear things the way that we used to. And I don't mean it negatively like we need to get hearing aids. I mean, we don't, we're, our perceptions are different. Our discernment is different. We begin to see, hear, and feel, and experience life through a different set of lenses. And we've used that illustration before, that we, we begin to see life through God's eyes. Yes. Through His vision. And, exactly. and so then, therefore, we engage the kingdom. And that which is born of the flesh is flesh, but that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. So to be born again is to be born of the Spirit, not of the flesh. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the difference there. It's one of the things, too, and this, this is a verse, um, verse 5 um, gets into mm. where it says born of water, yeah. born of the Spirit. Yeah. So there's, there's some of the different beliefs that you have to be baptized to be born again. Right, because of the water. Because of the water. Right. So, but as far as my understanding of what that's talking about there is the physical birth. Exactly. Because we come but from, we live for nine months in, in water. water. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and uh, so I just, I see um, verse 6 um, being... Um, Repeating, basically repeating what Jesus said in verse 5, but just using different terminology. Yeah. Um, so flesh and water, water out of verse 5, flesh out of verse 6 are synonymous. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Uh, absolutely, okay. yes. Yeah. And, and, and so that's, that's what I understand, and, it's, and then to be born of the Spirit is to be born of the Spirit. And when you accept Jesus Christ and His death, burial, and resurrection, and what that means, and forgiveness of your sins then the Holy Spirit is deposited into your life. Yes. And that's the birth of the Spirit. The knowing. The knowing. And then it's, it's important to have the understanding, but if you don't have it, don't give up. Yes. It's coming. It, it, and we all get there at different times and different levels and different rates. Absolutely. But we can get there. Yes. Don't ever give up. No, don't ever give up. Right. Don't ever give up. We're always learning. Absolutely. Always learning about something new and Absolutely. getting an opportunity to experience something different in the Lord and through the Lord. Um, so we're always learning. We're, um, that's one of the neat things about all of us being disciples is that we're all on this journey together. Yeah. Um, and the people can look and go, well, you know so much more than I do, or you know where the scriptures are, and you know the Bible so much more than I do. And it's not about that. It's, it's really, quite honestly, it's one of those situations that the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. Yeah. And so it's so much easier to just walk along with everyone, and, and all of us walk together 
um, getting back to what Paul talks about is is the one of the foundational things in the church is just to to encourage one another, to edify one another, to build one another up, to walk alongside one another. You know, it's it's about building each other up in the faith, so that we're all learning and we're all growing together. And one person is not setting themselves up over top of someone else, but that it's a journey that we're all doing together. Right. If if we get that out of whack, then we're out of then our body is not functioning correctly. Right. And exactly. that breaks the heart of God. Absolutely. Because the body parts aren't functioning the, the way that they should. There again, it just makes me want to jump right back into everything we're experiencing yes, right now. I know. <laughs> Doesn't it? Because we're watching so many different body parts come together to do what they're gifted to do and yeah. and they're the best ones to do it. Yeah. You know, don't ask me to organize all of the different food. <laughs> just don't. And don't don't ask me to count everything. You know, it yeah. just that's not my gift. But then there's those who have that administration, they have that organization and, and and they are totally gifted by the Holy Spirit to do those things that when they pick up the clipboard, man, they get a smile on their face. Oh yeah. Isn't that neat? Yeah. It just exactly. really it really is neat to watch. But um but we all we're all in this together. We're all we're working and moving forward together. Amen. Yep. So verse 8. Mm-hmm. Just talk about that just for yeah, a moment. Yeah, go right ahead. <laughs> okay. one, like I said, it's one of my favorites, one of my favorite verses, if not, if not my favorite verse, that, that the Lord really used early on in my Christian life to, um, to encourage me, to um, confirm in my heart that the things that I was um, hearing spiritually, um, seeing spiritually, stepping out to do, um, from a spiritual standpoint, just solidified in my heart that that um, that I was right and not off course. Um, verse eight says, "The wind blows where it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So is everyone born of the Spirit." Mm. For me, that that was I was literally being sent by the Lord different places to go say different things to people to pray for people um, to go be at different places. Um, it made no, I'll say, physical sense of where I was supposed to go or where I was supposed to do. Um, but it was a matter of kind of, I, I felt literally like I would blow into a situation, speak or do whatever it is that the Lord wanted me to do, and then he would move me back out. Yeah. And it was almost like, who is this guy? Where did he come from? And what is he doing here, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And, and so the Lord used that in, in my life um, so many times. Um, I, but t- to be quite honest, the first few times was, was scary. Yeah. Just oh, yeah. straight scary. I'm sure. And it was just <laughs> a real step of faith because I couldn't see it physically, but knew that my inner man, as Paul refers to, mm-hmm. uh, my inner man, my spirit, had connected with the Spirit of God and was to step out and to do these different things. And so I would just, even after a situation would take place, I would be like, Lord, I felt like I just kind of, I didn't give any explanation. I didn't introduce who I was or in and out. And it was just like that. And so the Lord's like, okay, you know, I want you to start reading John. And I came across, you know, he led me across this verse. Mm-hmm. And it was like, Ian, this, this is where you are right now. And this is the training that I have you in, is to understand that my spirit will speak to you and share things with you and take you into situations and circumstances to share things or to do things with people. And then you will leave. But I want you to go into those situations because I love them that much. And this isn't about you. This isn't, they don't need to know your name. They don't need to know where you came from. They need to know that I reached in and touched their hearts. Because he loves us so much. Because he loves us so much. Wow. So that, that's the reason that that verse means so much to me is because it was really a training ground. 
um, the Lord took his spirit and, and trained me and, and my spirit in that and through that. That's beautiful. You know, December 2017, uh, just a real quick side note here. I came to church and our basement had flooded. <laughs> and I thought, well, I'm going to have to clean this up because it was Monday meals night. And I come in and I say something to someone and I'm told, some guy just came in off the street and he's cleaning up the water. I said, where did he come from? It was this guy right here. <laughs> cleaning up the water. Yeah. Comes in off the street, first time in this church, and you start cleaning the water in the basement. And yeah. I said, where did he come from? Yeah. You heard me say that, didn't you? I did. And I did. thought of I did. This. It was it, it, that, just to hear you say that um, was that confirmation in my heart that, um, that I had heard correctly to, to come, um, but that I was also doing what, um, what the Lord wanted me to do. But Absolutely. yeah, it was. Absolutely. Great confirmation. It was. <laughs> Shall we continue? Yeah, absolutely. You want to read? Yeah, I'll read a little bit. How far, what do you think? Um, maybe through 21? 21. Okay. <clears throat> so Nicodemus asked, how can this be? You are Israel's, te Israel's teacher, Jesus said, and do you not understand these things? I tell you the truth. We speak of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you did not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world but men loved darkness instead of light, light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does, not, who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But, what, but whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be plainly seen that what he has done has been done through God. One of the most popular verses yes. in the Bible, right there, the first one that I ever remember hearing. Really? Yeah. Um, wow. I went to a, a one Sunday, and there's a different story I don't have time for, but went on a church bus, and that was one of the first things they said to me, John 3.16, and it stuck with me. Wow. And, you know, oh. it, it is, as many people know, um, for God so loved the world. Right. Not just the Jews, not just, you know, certain people. For God so loved the world. Right. goes back to what you were saying about verse um, 8 when you were saying that he brought you in and took you out because he loves them. Yes. He loves all of us. Yeah. So, anyway, I don't mean to jump ahead. You want to? No, no, that's great. I, it's, um, that's just fine. Also wanted to point out that I don't remember which verse it was. Verse 10, Jesus said, are you the teacher of Israel and do not understand these things? There's that word again. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, it's coming up right. a lot tonight. Yeah, Understanding is. is different than knowing. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, Nicodemus didn't understand because he was looking at it from a worldly point of view right. at the moment. This was new to him. You know, not seeing people in church, but seeing us on Facebook not having people at Bible study. That's new for everybody. We got people watching right now. We got a good group watching. It's all new. Yeah. But 
but God is doing a new thing. And it's helping us to better understand. Yeah, so one of the things, too, out of verse 12, Jesus, again, he's speaking to, to Nicodemus. And um, he says, I've spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? And, and that's one of the things, as far as, and I, I look at my life and in, in, in my own heart in this um, personally is because with the changing times that we have right now, um, the Lord is, is sharing things. And they're heavenly things. And sometimes I sit back and, and, and I know we're not supposed to worry. I know, <laughs> I know. But I, sometimes I sit back and I'm like, God, am I going to miss it? Am I not going to understand... Right? Do you know what I'm saying? Am I not going to understand what you're saying about the kingdom? Am I going to miss that? So God help my heart, you know, and help my my belief that I I will hear and that I will know and that I will have confidence to move in that. But there's a point here where Jesus just confronts Nicodemus by saying, look, if you won't even believe the earthly things that I talk about, how are you ever going to understand what I'm trying to communicate to you about the kingdom of God, the heavenly things. And I'm just, I say that to, to, to encourage us and to say, church, we, we have got to have our ears dialed in. We've got to have our hearts dialed in to the, what's happening around us and allowing the Holy Spirit that lives in us to um, ramp up, to further expose, to... Um, give us the opportunity to to further exercise the gifts that we've been given and the vision that we have been given and the ears to hear. You know, may we have the eyes to see and the ears to hear what God is telling us and the nations. Um, it's it's vitally important for the coming days. The um, the good that we've been talking about that's coming. This is vital for us to be in stride with the Holy Spirit to hear His heart, to understand what's taking place in these times and in these seasons. Wow. That is so true. It, yeah. I, I'm speechless. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, really, it, it really is. And, and, and with that, for me, I have a weighted sense of responsibility to do this and to to know this and to hear this. So it's like now more than ever for us us as a as the church to be in the word of God to to be reading it, to understand his heart, his language, the way he speaks, his promises will help tune our ears into hearing the spirit of God speaking to us. Yes. So it, it's it's that training Yes, a sense definitely. of training. It's it's coming to an understanding and yes. going beyond the knowing. Yes, it it really is. Yeah. And so you know here so here's Jesus and he's talking to Nicodemus and he's like, you know he does say you know if, if you don't believe the earthly things how will you believe the heavenly things? And in in part what Jesus is also saying in his heart towards Nicodemus is I want you to understand. Yeah. I want you to understand what I'm talking about because you need this. Because you need this. And it's real important to understand this next verse as well. No one has ascended into heaven, but he who descended from heaven, Mm, the Son of Man. That's right. That tells us where it's coming from. This isn't man-made. This is God. Mm. And that's powerful. And it it came from heaven. None of us have ever gone into heaven. Right. Those who have gone into heaven stay in heaven. You know, this came from heaven. Jesus came from heaven to earth to show the way. Mm. Mm. It is. It, it really, it's, it's helping us gather the, the truths of the two words that come to my mind is the open portal between heaven and earth, and when the Holy Spirit of God comes and lives in us, it's the same Spirit of God 
that's in heaven. Exactly. And that's that's the access that I'm talking about. Yeah. Is is being that in in that one-on-one relationship with the Lord that we can have access to the throne and the Holy Spirit of God speaks to us, guides us, lives in us, directs us, encourages us, guides us, all of those things, um, to have that connection and to have that access to heaven. And I, I feel like it's real important to reiterate this. What you're saying, it's coming from God and we don't have to, you know, we say seek God. And like you were saying earlier, I pray every day. I've been giving the tithe. I'm going to church every Sunday. But that's you doing that. Yeah. Okay. It's important to know that it's God doing it in us. And then we understand. We don't have mm-hmm. to figure this out on our own. And hey, look, you've made it to the end of the race. Here's the prize. Congratulations for being smart enough to get there. You don't have to do that. It's God doing it for us, showing us, teaching us, guiding us every step of the way. That's right. We don't have to, to find it and be smart enough. We just have to be. Right. And yes, to be, to be submitted, to be surrendered, yeah. humbled. Um, you know, the, the um, it, is it um, there again? Psalms, Proverbs talks about contrite, a broken and contrite heart. Yeah. Um, that that word contrite actually means to be to be ground into powder. So it's that if you if you can remember back in the old um, pharmacies and pharmaceuticals, pharmaceutical stores and, and stuff. Yeah, it has that bowl. I, is that what it's called? Yeah, I can't My remember. My daughter's going to be a pharmacist. So. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So, but yeah, they would take the pills, they put it in there, uh-huh. and they would crush it. Mm-hmm. And that's what that word contrite is is referencing okay it's and but that's our heart is mm. that your your heart my heart has to be broken and it has to be just ground into powder and that it's not working to hold itself together that it has been totally submitted and surrendered and and that's what god uses and that's where he visits and that's where he engages us is in our brokenness and in our humility yeah that he he is with us this concludes this podcast <laughs>